This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Chris Hubbard. Chris, how's it going? Man, so far so good, man. I can't complain. Uh, another day to be alive. That's what's important. Yeah, for sure. Now, I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I know a lot of the time, uh, you know, O linemen don't get the love they deserve. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, when, when we when we do, man, you got to go ahead and talk it out, man, and being able to be uh, take the opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, now just give me um, like a little background about like how you got uh, into football, and like yeah, like things like that. So a uh, little bit about myself, man. I grew up Chris Hubbard, man. Grew up in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, small town and um you know i i played peewee fo- football for a long period of time um you know as, as a child uh went to middle school i played football uh maybe my seventh and eighth grade eighth grade year i didn't play my sixth grade year i i just didn't want to play football then um when i went to middle school i, I had a tough transition it was a tough period of time that you know i was going through things as far as like do i want to play football do i not and, um, you know, I, I finally did, I uh, did for maybe a year because I, I was off and on, but, um, fast forward into high school, I went to Carver high school in Columbus, Georgia, um, where really where it all started, uh, my ninth grade year, I was still on the borderline of not wanting to play football. I was just kind of shaky. I just, I wanted to play in a band. Like I, I, I love music, you know, um, music is one of, one of the things that gravitates towards me. And it, it makes my energy, you know, my, my energy and my mood, man, music does a lot for me. And, you know, when I when I got to high school, I was just on the fence, man, really on the fence about it um, until my uncle, man, he was just talking to me and just letting me know, like, hey, man, I see that you got talent, man. You can be, do something special. Who knows? You may go to the NFL. When he said that, it was just like NFL. And where I grew up at, where I grew up, you know, it's, it's not too many people, you know, go to the NFL. So it was just like, man, that that kind of stuck in my head. And it just kind of like, man, like, man, maybe I can. Maybe I can change my family life. You know what I mean? And sure enough, I, I started, I went out there and played football. And in high school, it was different. I, I made the made the varsity team. I didn't make the JV team. I, I made the varsity team on my ninth grade year. Uh, they had me a tight end at first. And then, you know, they was like, hey, man, we need some more O-line. And I was imagine like I was two, I was two twenty five, like playing playing offensive line, man. And you know, I made it work. I started to try to you know build up, eat peanut butter and jelly all the time to just try to you know gain some muscle mass and try to try to build up that part of me, um, which which did over the over the course. But um, you know, I started to started to like feel it and started to love the game, man. Like really love the game. I was getting pancakes and you know each time just enjoying the thrill, man, putting people on their backs. And, you know, fast forward, you know, I played, I played ninth, my 10th grade year and my 11th grade year. 11th grade year, that's when I started to see a change, man, because you started to get the college the college uh, offers, you know. Offers started to come in, and people started to, like, recognize you and things like that. And, you know, once that started happening, I'm like, man, I can really do something here. And 12th grade year rolled around, man, I felt like I was the big man on campus then, you know, with you know, offers and, you know, just trying to figure out what's my next step as far as like college, like looking at the right places for me. And, 
you know, that's when UAB, man, UAB, I had a couple offers. I had Mississippi State, UCLA, uh, US, USF, um, UAB was there. Um, but those four I really looked at. And, you know, UAB stood out because I had an opportunity to start. Um, also, it was close to home for me. Uh, right, It was like two hours away, two hours and 30 minutes away from home. So my family was able to come see me play or, you know, I was able to see them whenever needed. So um, that's how I really started, man. I went to UAB and did all four years. I was a starter there. I started every year. Uh, I, I got hurt my freshman year. But, um, you know, after my freshman year, I started to keep going and keep growing. And then, um, <laughs> you know, then, then 2000, 2013 came, you know, 2000, from 2009 to 2013 is when, you know, the evolution of really like started to really happen and taking it really serious. And, you know, then that's when I had the opportunity to 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 get picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's where my my 2013. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And then like yeah, what well, what at UAB, what was your what was your time like like on and off the field there? So I uh so like I said, my freshman year I was injured. I had an ankle injury, bad ankle injury. Um, and then my sophomore year, I came back, you know, strong. I was I was a little banged up there too. But then my junior year hit, man. That's when I started every single game. You know, I played I played very, I played well to my to my acknowledge and to my coaches acknowledge. So, um, and I just felt like I was just continually continually like hungry, like I was hungry for the game, man. I became a student of the game, just realizing like, you know, uh, different fronts, different. Uh, schemes that defense defense do. I just became like, uh, like I said, a student man, and just just making sure I was prepared. And when senior year came around, I got to teach like the younger guys to you know that uh, that were coming in as freshmen, just teaching them and letting them know, man, the, the fundamentals of the game, and also just helping them out on the p's and q's, man, what they can see that's different um, that can like help them boost their their game at a higher level. So. You know, I, I always felt like I had, I can help somebody out or, you know, lead somebody to to to, to be better. I, I just wanted to be better. So, and the people around me to be better. So that was one of those opportunities to um, to come and, and, and just, just give it all I got, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And then um, just going like undrafted in, in 2013, like did that, did that motivate you more to play in the NFL? Oh, man. It did. It did, man. I, I, for 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 me, it was like, man, just let me get my foot in the door, man. You know what I mean? And and I can handle the rest. Um, being undrafted, man. I, I thought I was gonna be drafted, but man, it didn't matter to me as long as I was able to get in there and and show the show the teams that what I can do, and um, I want to play any position that they asked me to do, man. It just added more fuel to my to my fire, man. And you know, just watching the older guys, man, how they moved was one of the things that really enlightened me uh, as well. So I just took on so much information, man, and just, you know, and just and just putting that information in my toolbox to help me out uh, gave me more than I ever needed. So, um, you know, I went in Pittsburgh, you know, and, and one of the most prestige, you know, uh, organizations and, and all of NFL history, you know what I mean? So it was just going into there, it just made me, want to be better you know as a player as a person you know it just it, they held you accountable on a lot of things so 
um, being undrafted really, really uh, fueled me a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, you, you became some something out of nothing, basically, I would say. And then uh, you you signed with the Browns um, in 2018. You got a big contract. Um, yeah. So what, what was that like to just be like a free agent and, and get to pick where you wanted to go? Um, It was real, man. Um, having that opportunity, I didn't know what to expect, man. I, I asked a couple guys, man, a uh, close guy to me man, named, by the name of Marquise Pouncey. You know, he always told me, man, he's like, man, you work hard. You work extremely hard, man. You'll get paid one day, hub. He always said that. And, you know, when that time came around, you know, he said, he said, man, I told you. You know I said? He, he, he always said, I told you. And it was just like, man, you know, everything that you work towards and everything that you uh, that you got to this, this point, man, really has come true, you know. Um, who knew at that time I would still be in the league, man, and still be able to do the things that I'm doing now still to this day um it was just like an amazing feeling because you know you see all your hard work pays off pay off you know playing every position playing from center to guard to tackle to even big tight end you know those things like that um it really just showed me how like how much you put in the work to get to this opportunity so you know it was it was it was one of those things that i'll never forget in my life yeah yeah no definitely i don't know I don't know who said it or what, or I mean, I think I hear it like a lot and it's always like, they're always like, yeah, like the rookie contract is whatever. But when you get that second contract, it's like you made it, made it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, for a fact, like it's guaranteed, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's definitely guaranteed. You see a lot of guaranteed up money, um, but you know, you, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's a safety net because you know, you're there. You know what I mean? You know, you're, you, you know, you're worth, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's it's one of those feelings that, like I said, I never forget. I never forget moment. And um, you know, who knows? Who knows what may happen this next year? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then, like, what I would say, like, what, like, what's the difference between like the organization, the two organizations you played for, the Steelers, and now the Browns? Man, they're both prestige organizations. Man, you know, a uh, lot of history involved. Um, you know, you, you you hear about you know in Pittsburgh, you know. You had Big Ben, you had Troy Palomalu, you know, you had, uh, you know, the James Harrisons and like uh, Jerome Bettis. And when you get to Cleveland, man, you know, you got, Jim, you know, you got Jim Brown, man, the one the prestige guy in the world, man. And, and and then you have, you know, other guys as well. But man, you know, Paul Brown, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, they both mean a lot to me, man, because in Pittsburgh, I made, I've, I've created this, this path, you know what I mean? But when I, coming over to the Browns, man, you, you try to change the era, change that, you know what I mean? And change those, those, the, 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 from losing to winning, man, you change the atmosphere. You want to see that happen. And it's been fun, man. It's, it's still fun. It's still fun to this day. Um, the one thing, the one thing I, I would love for us to have, man, here at the Browns is the championship, man. Yeah. That's the one thing that that we all look forward to, just getting that championship and bringing it to Cleveland, uh, and just making sure, man, the city of Cleveland, man, just on top of the world at that moment, man. It'll be one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's always cool to just see like a, a franchise turned around. Obviously, you know, the the Browns were a bad for a little while, and then now, you know, yeah. they're up and coming. I feel like you guys are a young team that. Uh, could could do some stuff in the playoffs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 
And then uh, just just transitioning into uh, the mental health space. I know you're a mental health advocate. So what, what, right. why is mental health uh, important to you? Um, you know, mental health is important to me because, uh, you know, I had a lot to do with my family, man, as well as one of my good friends um, that deal with mental health. You know, he deal with he, he had uh, committed suicide. So for me, I just wanted to be able to, con you know, continue the legacy of just awareness to how important mental health is because a lot of people forget man mental health is is one of the things that man you could be well as as anybody you could be lebron james but if your mental health is not at at, at his correct uh space then that can really like bring you down and, and really like kind of tear you up if if you don't have the necessary help that you need and plus i have the platform to be able to bring the awareness more even closer to to uh people that, that didn't even know what mental health is or didn't even know what it feels like. And like thinking like now, wow, like I know what it is. I have the information to uh, really maybe seek help, get help or uh, make the necessary changes. Um, I know for me, I battled with it. I've, I've had therapy, therapy sessions to help me out. And um, I've learned those different triggers that might set my mood, but you know, day in and day out, man, I, I always think about the positive, the positive, uh, outlook on you know life because sometimes life can be it can be a lot but at the same time you know you have something to look forward to and you know that's the thing about being a change i want to be able to change the narrative man to being able to bring people closer and closer together so that's why mental health is important to me yeah yeah no for sure i think it i think it's i think it's like great that's being like the awareness is coming out too just because you know like people people uh, like a, I'd say, I guess a normal fan doesn't see like an athlete as a like a regular person, and I think right. that's making uh, like athletes and celebrities and things like more normal to them. Yeah, they feel. I feel like sometimes we have to be a superhero. Like when yeah, I yeah. put on when I put on the uniform, like I'm a big Batman fan. I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm Batman. I changed to a different person, um, but that's really what it, it, it feels like because you know when you go home, you know everybody's gone. It's just you. You know what I mean. Sometimes you don't have enough, uh, people to really call on like you want to or need to, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to deal with who you are, and that's that's really what it is in, in life, man. You really have to be comfortable as, as a person and know what it is that trigger you, what things that uh, bother you, and, and seek the necessary, like I said, the necessary help to get to the, uh, the solution of it. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think people could do more to, to protect their mental health? Man, look when you when you have the time, like I, I really feel like take you space, find things that uh that really help you out as far as like an outlet or um, walks. Man, I really feel like those help, and even call a therapist, man. Uh, um, you can really seek the help that way, man, because you know just just being able to vent to someone and just express all your feelings out it can be really important. You know, instead of bottom instead of bottling everything up into one you can be able to have a, a source of outlet to be able to just express how you feel express what mood you're in you know different things like in that order so um there's plenty of ways man working out man uh vacation different sceneries and you, you name it bro like that that can help your mental health your health your mental health out so um those are the, some of the things that i've tried so man it, it's it's something to just give to other people to just just to show them man it's you can do it you can really do it yeah no i think even like you already touched on just especially now you know with 
uh, the pandemic and everything, just like just like going outside could be just like a stress. Life change. I would say. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, then going back into uh, you know football and sports and things like that. What what advice would you give a young athlete? Um, I never give up, man. No matter what's going on, injury, uh, um, you you feeling like you're you know going through things. Never give up and give it your all because um, you don't you only live in one life and you never know what opportunity uh, may come in front of you. But also during the time, man, the young athletes, man, you have school involved as well. So those those grades, man, make sure you take care of those grades. And you want to be able to go to college, man, to get an education. Uh, maybe it's a free education because you're you're handling business on the field, but then you can have a double. You know what I mean? You can have a education. You can have a, a academic scholarship and a, a football scholarship. Who knows? But just keep giving it a hundred and ten percent at everything that you do because um, you can do it, man. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do it, man. And and that's my take on, you know, for the young athletes that's steady striving for greatness, man. Give whatever you're doing in life, give it your best. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, and then you have a podcast also. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and what you discuss on there? Yeah, so uh, the podcast is Brotherhood, the Unveiling. Um, we talk about families, mental health, relationships, goals, uh, schools, man. You name it on the show, man. We, we really go into depth on like on pretty much everything. We talk about sports. We talk about, uh, like I said, relationships. We talk about um, uh, what sneakers might be on your feet, what clothes, you know what I mean? Just We just spice it up, man. It's just different things. And we want to just um, bring, it's, it's called Brotherhood the Unveiling for a reason. My, my partner, man, my brother, man, uh, Aaron Green, um, you know, he he does a lot with the, uh, with the, with the relationships, you know, as far as like, um, you know, for younger kids. And he also has a clothing brand called Struggle Made Me. And, you know, I just felt like this opportunity was big for us because we both come from backgrounds of, of, of working our tails off and going after things that we want or, and, and that we see fit that's in our life. So um, it's, really a, it's really an amazing podcast, man. Uh, we are in season two. We're about to end season two soon. But hopefully, I pray that we continue to keep going, man. Season three, man. Pray that we have season three next this next time. So I'm I excited, gotta, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, I gotta ask you because I don't, I haven't, I've been debating on whether or not to do seasons or not. So why did you mm -hmm. like? So how many episodes are are in your season? Are you just like picked it? No, ten. We do ten uh, oh. every season. Yeah, ten every season. And yeah. How, so how it's often it's do you release them. Um, we do every Wednesday. Gotcha. Yeah, um, everyone. I, I was just curious because, like, I I'm always in debate. I'm like, what do I like? I just been doing it continuous, but right? I think, right. I think I'm gonna start doing it seasons because I think it's more of a you could kind of like hype it up and be like, you know, stop yeah. for like a month and then be like, all right, season three's coming. Season, exactly. So yeah. that's what we do. We give ourselves a break to brainstorm yeah. with the team and really like focus on like how can we get gravitate people's attention. Um, um, what's important? What's the what's the uh, what's important right now? Who's being talked about? We man, we like I said, we talk about everything on that. So okay. it's 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 really dope, man. I really enjoy it, man. And it's it's a fun outlet for me because I'm doing something else besides playing football. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. you know, and I of course I obviously did my research on you, so I was going through your Instagram, and you have a lot of 
pictures of your son. So I wanted to know how did uh, fatherhood change you? Oh man, it changed me in a major way, man. It just made me more self-disciplined, man. With you know, because uh, I was I could I was reckless a little bit, but um, you know, it just it just slowed me down to be able to be a man more and and take on accountability and being able to, you know, it's not about me no more. I have to focus on you know I have a little one, and you know he's the next up and coming. So it's like man, just thinking about the things that can help him out and benefit for him growing up and just giving that love and that attention that he needs um, as a young child right now, man, that's, that's what's important, man. Uh, being a dad is amazing, man. It really is. It really is. And I love every bit of it. Um, I would never change anything in the world, man, because that's my number one job right there. That's my first job uh, being a dad. Um, you know, I love that dude, man. I love, I love him and, and, and I love his energy every time I'm around him. So, um, yeah, that's my buddy right there, man. Is uh, I know his name is Creed. Did you name him after Rocky? See, everybody always <laughs> asks me. Everybody asks me that. Um, so funny story. Like I was in the movies watching Creed, the first one, and I'm like, man, I don't know any kid named Creed. You know what I mean? And, and you got the I, I love the band Creed. I love the Cologne Creed. So it's like, I think Creed would be the best. You know what I mean? I, I think Creed would uh, be pretty dope to have as a, as a son name. So sure enough, that's his name, man. Yeah, no, that, that's why I thought. I thought it was a dope name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> All right, you ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's get it. All right, so I also saw you're a car guy. So what's your what's your favorite car, and how how'd you get into cars? Man, I so my favorite car will have to be my Hellcat. <laughs> Just be honest. My Hellcat is pretty cool, man. Got it souped up a little bit more than what it is when you buy it. But uh, um, I got into cars by my dad, man. My dad had plenty of cars when I was younger. He had the Mustang GT. He had the hatchback Mustang. Um, just watching him and motorcycles as well, man, as a young kid, just watching him, you know, and seeing him work on cars. That's what grew, that's what grew my love for cars right there. Him watching him fix them because he know how he knows how to fix cars as well. So just watching him, man, and, and learning and and really seeing how you know how unique cars are, man, it's just um, very fascinating. Like he he um, he's gonna work on my old school as well. I have an old school that I that I'm repairing right now. Uh, still getting worked on. It's getting painted right now. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. So that's that's a little bit about how I got in cars. And I just love how it makes you feel when you when you hit the dash a little bit, when you go fast here and there. It's just an adrenaline rush, man, too, as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and then what's your what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now? Ooh. That's a tough one, man, because I, I, I've really been listening to a lot of, uh, oh, Faith by Skip Marley. All right. Yeah, Faith by Skip Marley. And uh, la last one, what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, my free time, I like to spend time with my dog Capone, uh, with my family as well, as you know. Um, and I also like to take, like, uh, walks, man. I like to take a lot of walks sometimes, um, just to feel nature, get out of nature, and just enjoy that. Um, I like to eat, too. So I like to eat. Um, I love shoes, so I, 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 I like to look at shoes. And also... I've been working towards um, looking at getting into the Airbnb business and um, as well as owning my own uh, restaurant. I already have the LLC for that. So I've just been doing putting my hand in the pot, man, just trying to, you know, 
uh, expand the brand, man. Expand the brand. Yeah. So actually, I got a bonus question for you. If I if I come to Cleveland, where what restaurant do I gotta go try? Marble Room. That was quick. Marble Room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good steak for you, man. Good steak right there for you. All right, Chris. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you? Yeah, man. Um, my name is Chris Hubbard. Like I said before, man. You can follow me on Instagram at chub74. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at c underscore hubbard74. And uh, man, that's my that's my my place there where I'll be. And so, yeah, man, I'm glad I was on here, man. Thank you for having me.